Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. How strange to set off on a journey into the unknown without expectations. Yet that is what is asked of the pilgrim. That is what the traveling on pilgrimage brings out. Acclamation to letting go of the familiar, familiarity with letting go of outcomes. We think we know what we're going for, and then we find that our going is the way we learn to let go of whatever we expect and follow where the twists and turns are leading. What is a pilgrimage? How does it help us? Moving towards the encounter with the truth of one's purpose in life, the willingness to open and to step forth can be undertaken literally with a physical trek. Equally, the pilgrimage can be embarked upon internally as a spiritual unfolding, a journey to the center of our being. Etymologically, pilgrimage means literally the act of journeying through a strange country to a holy place. The word pilgrim originates from the Latin peregrinus, which means stranger. Thus, to this day, long after the European Middle Ages, which were chock full of religious pilgrims, even now, to become a pilgrim means to be willing to be one who is unknown, to search for what is holy, within or without, 
or both. What changes for the pilgrim through traveling in this way, the way of the pilgrim? Going outside the usual, beyond the boundaries of life as we know it, how does this open us into what? Why does the scripture say, Om to the one who leaps beyond all fear? Some of us are endowed with a wanderlust that spurs us ever to seek new horizons, while others are homebodies content to putter happily right here in the Shire. All of us are welcome on the path to liberation from the suffering inherent in human existence. The question is whether we are willing to set foot on the path. The spiritual journey is not just any trip from one place to another, though any trip may become part of such a journey. The spiritual journey is the voyage of a lifetime. This lifetime is the pilgrimage. The pilgrimage is the moving towards and continual reaching of a spiritual place, our sitting place. Pilgrimage is the metaphor and description of what occurs naturally when we heed the beckoning from within the stillness, the call of the silence. When we move toward the mountain which appears before us to ascend, We do this because we have it in us to ascend, no matter how high the mountain seems or how rough the going. I set forth on the pilgrimage of the heart because what calls is also within my heart, like calling to like and like responding. Reverend Master Jiu wrote, The purpose of meditation is the experiencing of the unborn, undying, unchanging, uncreated, which leads to the harmonization of body and mind. What she means by harmonization of body and mind is not only that body and mind harmonize with each other so that our whole being is in balance. She means harmonization of body and mind with the unborn. The spiritual journey is the process of harmonization. The pilgrimage is the unfolding 
of how we find our way. All of life is a pilgrimage. There are stops along the way, even abodes where I may sojourn for a while, and then comes the knock on the door, and up I get, and on I go, on the road again till the end of my days, when I will step off once more into the mystery of what comes next, just as I have every day of a lifetime for as long as I've lived, whether I realize it or not. While you are on your journey, do you wish to realize it? Here at the temple, we have had the privilege of seeing off a number of good folks at their point of embarkation as pilgrims. For example, one young woman set out to hike the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada. Two friends departed together to walk the medieval Camino de Santiago in Europe and a family set forth for a year at sea living on a sailboat. We continually offered merit for all their well-being, and followed their progress, their ups and downs and unexpected changes of plan, over the course of their journeys. We were very pleased eventually to welcome them each back again after the completion of their quests and not only for the exciting tales of adventure. The following are some things I have noticed about those who undertake such outward pilgrimages. They open to being true to something from within themselves. They often cannot say at the outset just what is prompting them to go, but they know if they do not respond, they will somehow be missing a great opportunity. When they return, they have changed. And not only from what they have learned through their many new experiences. Upon return the pilgrim will have become someone who knows what it is to respond to the prompting of the Buddha nature within, in whatever form it takes. The returning pilgrim has become, in a sense, a spiritual adult. And they will have realized that what is essential is right before their eyes even in the familiar and the ordinary, especially in the ordinary, and that the journey is not over just because they have returned home.
This is not only so for those who travel the great wide world on pilgrimage. Here at the temple, we have also had the delight of meeting and speaking with many who swim the universe within from right where they are sitting. Though in the physical realm, they may appear merely to be taking little day trips from time to time or regular runs to the grocery store. A young woman I once knew was prompted to visit a Buddhist temple for the first time. She wrote and asked to come to a monastery, and she was accepted for a three-day introductory retreat that autumn. She wasn't all that interested in Buddhism. She knew nothing about Zen meditation except that she had seen a photo of the monks in their hall meditating, and it had moved her. She wasn't remotely considering becoming a monk or even a Buddhist. She knew only that she was suffering and that she had begun her search to find peace. But even of that, she was only barely aware. As the young woman drove up the mountain on the road that led to the temple, about which she knew very little except what she had read in a brochure, she became inexplicably fearful Her trepidation increased the higher the road wound up the mountain. As the road climbed in altitude, a light snow began to fall. Finally, the growing panic swelled within her to the point that she had to pull over into a wayside. There she parked the car. As the snow fell lightly, piling up before her on the windshield of the car, and as people came and went from their parked cars all around her, she sat quietly behind the wheel as the unexpected fear welled up and overflowed. At a loss, she wondered what on earth to do. Should she go on? All at once, a realization came to her, almost as if a voice spoke the words aloud right there in the front seat of the car, saying, If you don't do this now, it will only become more difficult later on. She didn't in the slightest understand what this meant, or what exactly she was doing now. However, she knew it to be true and wise to the core of her being. And in her surprise to realize this, she turned within to look toward where the realization was pointing. In this turning, she let go of the overwhelming flood of fear, and the fear dissolved. 
in the place where the fear had been, there arose a sense of resolve and of harmony. The young woman started up the car and got back on the road to the monastery, driving steadily through the falling snow, which increasingly obscured the way. Already, before even entering the gate of the temple, the pilgrimage of the heart was well underway. In living life, metaphorically speaking, we are all on the road to the monastery. There is a kind of fear which makes us uneasy, which signals when we're moving in a direction which is unwise. This kind of fear we would do well to heed. The story of the young woman is about a different kind of fear, the fear of the unknown, and ultimately of our eventual inevitable demise. It's the terror that sets the heart pounding at the moment of betrothal, or of saying I do the vibration of committing to a course of action which determines the trajectory of a lifetime, of touching the essence of being. It's the trembling that overcomes us at the birth of a child or the loss of our beloved. The butterflies, as our plane takes off into the wild blue yonder of the next stage on the journey. The unfamiliar is vitally important. It shakes me out of my groove. It wakes me from the complacent dream into which it seems so comfortable to fall and wallow, the illusion that my life is under control, my delusion that I know exactly what's coming because it's scheduled on my calendar. I can make even world travel become routine. When I slot my travel habits into this kind of thinking. But think of the aliveness that can catch me unawares when I'm exploring on a leisurely road trip, welcoming whatever comes as a part of the great adventure. This open and lively approach can also be taken on the adventure within. As I open myself to the alchemy of truth, even as I never leave my sitting place, even in embarking on an ordinary day,
pilgrimage is integral in the history of Japanese Buddhism, as seen in the examples of the practice of visiting the 33 shrines to Kanon, or the marathon monks of Mount Hiei. The spiritual journey is demonstrated as one of zealous, bright perseverance. In medieval Asia, great master Dogen traveled extensively on his spiritual search, crossing perilous seas to strange lands in China, then crossing them back again home to Japan, where he established our practice. Yet, in his rules for meditation recited daily in Soto Zen temples, Dogen points instead toward the importance of doing the work within the heart. He says, It is futile to travel to other dusty countries, thus forsaking your own seat. If your first step is false, you will immediately stumble. Reflect. What do you suppose he might mean? What might this sage advice of Dogen's mean for you. Dogen urges us to look inwards and advance directly along the road that leads to the mind. So, where does this road that leads to the mind begin? The mind he refers to is not the intellect, it is the Buddha mind. The Buddha mind is everywhere, and so when I set out on any road, I am on my way to this mind. As the Zen saying goes, this very mind is Buddha. So even when I'm wandering the convoluted pathways of my own thinking, I am on my way to the Buddha mind within. It is the Buddha mind. I am on my way to this mind. I am on my way to the Buddha mind within.
And while it's true we have all we need within us to do the work of the heart, these days, when there are so many spiritual paths of all kinds available to us, we can nearly drown in the sea of content available on how to do Zen meditation and practice. There's hardly a material need to go out looking for anything. Within hours of the push of a button, it all just arrives on the doorstep. A book, a cushion and mat, a Buddha scroll. A million teachers across the globe are available online, and there's an app to translate their every posted word. At some point, however, maybe what's needed is for me to have to go looking for the truth, to discover the truth for myself. Not because of what I will find at the end of the journey, but because of what my willingness to go on the journey will make possible within me. The stranger whom I come to meet on my sacred journey is the mystery within myself. The holy place to which I go on the pilgrimage within is within me. This way of the pilgrim never has an ending. On the pilgrimage of the heart, we are always on a journey of going beyond endlessly reaching home. Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart That Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings including you, wherever you may be.